Hi guys, welcome back um, into the studio for yet another episode. My name is Rob. I'm Geraldine. And this is Gay Book Friends, where every week we read a gay or queer book, and if it's not gay... We will try to make it gay. I don't think we have to try that hard this week. I mean... Well, let me say this. Just because something is aggressively heterosexual doesn't mean that you can't make it, like, gay and camp oh, in a way. well, we do have a living example <laughs> today in the studio. Today in the studio, we are joined by... I actually asked him specifically how he wanted to be introduced, so I'll just say that he is the premier twink twihard of Long Island. Um, this is Max Braun, everybody. Hey. Insert applause, insert applause. Hey, um, oh my god. Oh. Um, yet again, we have another amazing guest here who's one of our close personal friends, and I feel like we've been like sorting through who fits what book best, and it's been like... A long time that we said, okay, by the time we get to October, we're going to do Twilight. And Max will have to be there. And so thank you so much for fulfilling our dreams. <laughs> it feels like a dream to me. Oh my God, this man over here. <laughs> oh my God, he's already turning on the charm. All right, so <laughs> the reason we chose Max to be here for this episode is because... Um, We've both known Max for, like, a really long time, and a foundational memory is going to, like, a birthday party with him when I was, like, it wasn't his birthday party, it was someone else's, and we were in, like, fifth grade, and there was a cutout, cardboard cutout of Edward Cullen. What year was it? Mm-hmm. Third, fourth, fifth, seventh? No, it might have been. Fifth. I don't know because oh. I don't think I would have been there if it was that early. But Edward Cullen was there, <laughs> truly, and everyone was taking photos with him, and I think because my parents were just a little bit more protective of what I was reading before the age of 14. I wasn't allowed to read Twilight, unlike a lot of my friends at the time. And I have the book in my hands right now, and this iconic cover of these hands holding the apple was something that I knew. I I thought this book was literally, like, cursed. Like, if I read it, like, I was gonna, like... I would have gotten in trouble. Like, I would have gotten grounded or punished, whatever that would have looked like at, like, 10 years old. But I thought this book was, like, really bad. Like, there was, like, SEX in it and, like, curses. Even though there aren't any (laughs) curses. I know. Um, but Max did read it as a young child and that's why he's here today because they couldn't think of anyone better to talk about Twilight than someone who literally was raised reading the series. As much as that disturbs me. Um, I was reading Twilight while my brain was forming. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I am not even your brain. Sense. Like before puberty, <laughs> yeah, like no, there was yeah. no, <laughs> like your body was still trying to grow and like become a real person, and you were reading about Bella Swan. Well, I'm, so, I'm confused. Like, what was so appealing about it as a third grader? Fourth. Okay. It was fourth, and <laughs> bitch, I'm eleven. Bitch, I'm eleven. <laughs> But I think, I mean, what I used to say to people when they would ask me, like, oh, why do you love Twilight so much when I was, like, younger? <laughs> I was like, I just, the vampires, they're so cool, and it's so realistic. And, like, <laughs> like I could see the vampires. realism. No, I was like, the it realism. just it makes you feel like there could be vampires in the real world. But, like, well, I, I think in the reality of it, like, it was, like, it was the drama. It was the romance. It was the gag. But I don't know, but that's not what I felt, like, saying when I was in fourth grade. I was going to be like... I'm in love with Edward Cullen, duh. Oh, sad. 
So was Edward Cullen an awakening for you or no? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he was, like, scientifically designed to be, like, everyone's awakening. Like, I think, like, you started going through puberty because Edward Cullen was like, it's time. Like, he got you going. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how you could have read this book as a child and not become, like, obsessed with him, whether you were gay or not gay. Um, For anyone who doesn't know what Twilight is specifically about, I can read you the inside book cover. Um... Which is actually really good. And the back. The back is so good, too. So it, it says... Why don't you just it, read the whole book? <laughs> yeah, let me just do it. Let's do it start to finish. When Isabella Swan moves to the gloomy town of Forks and meets the mysterious, alluring Edward Cullen, her life takes a thrilling and terrifying turn. With his porcelain skin, golden eyes, mesmerizing voice, and supernatural gifts, Edward is both irresistible and impenetrable. Well, up until now, he has managed to keep his true identity hidden, but Bella is determined to uncover his dark secret. What Bella doesn't realize is the closer she gets to him, the more she is putting herself and those around her at risk. And it might be too late to turn back. I will say, I know the movies, I've seen them all, and the book wasn't what I expected it to be, I'll say that. Hmm. It was weird reading a book knowing exactly what happens in it. Well, I saw the movie first. Like, that's why I read the book. Really? I saw the movie first, but it I was, obviously it read it for the first time. It was one of our friend's sister's birthday, and said friend, Natalie Resch, friend of the pod, <laughs> was allowed uh-huh. to bring friends with her to the movie, and she brought me. And I was like, <gasps> I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And I went out and bought the book the next day. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I like about the book specifically, so for everyone who's listening who is a Twihard, I hope you're here. That's why we're doing this, because the the, I think this was one of the original huge, after Harry Potter, which was yeah. so, like, elementary... This was one of the next huge fandoms to exist in America that really had that gorilla grip. Worldwide, baby. (laughs) What'd you say? It was worldwide, not just in America. Oh, worldwide. It was a worldwide hit. I thought you said something else. We have to acknowledge the cultural significance and the shift in pop culture once Twilight reached its peak. I think that's what's most important to talk about here because as a book, on the scale of 1 to 10, this book gets a 10 out of 10 out of 10 as a iconic camp level story in the zeitgeist of life. Like this book, the world would not be the same if this book didn't exist. As a story, as a narrative, as like a thematic journey of characters and a love story... I give it a 6 out of 10, but I also want to add, like, a 0.5 because of just, like, vampires. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Because I like that aspect of it. Um, because the book isn't that good at the end of the day. So, like, what do you think about it? Launched it. And I and maybe, Max, as someone who read it when you were so young, and you also, I didn't know that you saw the movie before you read the book. Because I've seen the movie eight times and then read this book. What do you think really propelled it originally? Like, why are Bella and Edward... The ones. <laughs> That's a hard question to answer because... Because <laughs> why? I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> well, because when you read it from, like, an older perspective, it's like, oh my god, like this relationship is terrible. Like, <laughs> there's, like, nothing to look up to in their relationship where it's, like, aspire to have except for the fact that he's, like, a sexy vampire. Right? <laughs> 
I thought reading this book, it was going to be more of an equal pull, like a romance between two people. But because it's told completely through Bella's perspective, it's truly just one girl's dissension into obsession over, like, an earth angel. Well, because she has, Bella has no personality. Like, I would say, I would say. I want to push back on that. I want to push back on that. I want to push back on that. I got words on that. <laughs> Don't you dare say she has no personality. Don't you ever say that. <laughs> I think Bella and Edward are, are more likable in the book than in the movies. Hmm. Exactly. It's been a while since I've read the book, so. Well, Bella's character in the book has a whole, it's framed in She's this, with t- oh, this odd girl out stereotype. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Her odd girl out like status that she has in the book is occasionally framed with touches of like feminism. Mm. Like she's going to write her essay about how Shakespeare's misogynistic and everyone's like, Oh, like that's crazy. And she has the clumsy girl main character trope, but, and she's so into books. That's not something I really get from the movie at all. Um, Kristen Stewart, who is like a legend. They're talented. They just, what happened during those years? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> that is <laughs> another so question those, <laughs> but those two actors made history but i will say that the bella in this book um like somehow the relationship between the two of them esca- in the book mm-hmm. escapes feeling like this trite romance yeah. of like the clumsy mm, girl and the beautiful boy because there are layers to what bella is thinking i don't think it's normal to be a 16 year old girl and feel the way or 17 and feel the way she feels about him once you finally get into his perspective and realize well obviously you're like 92 years old in reality Hot, hot age. Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, he's born in 1919 and... Or 1901 or something. Oh, Turn of the century. Chicago. Chicago. And he's 104. He died in 19... Uh, I think he died in 1918 when he was 17. So the point being is... He missed the like, draft. Where does this... <laughs> <potential> <laughs> Jasper can't say Where the, the central no. electricity comes from in their relationship, I think, is the main question of, like, the first 65% of the book is uncovering why they're so attracted to each other despite how naturally repelled they are from each other. And that's what I liked reading about. I would say, I, I agree that, like, the best part of this book is seeing Bella and Edward's relationship develop. And I wish... That that follow through to the ending because there's no problems to their relationship halfway through. It all like no one cares. She has to invent a whole new species just so there's a problem. <laughs> like the only reason why the werewolves are there are so there's opposition to the relationship because both of their families are fine with it. They both get over the fact that they're two. <laughs> They're incompatible species real quick. The werewolves don't even come in, though, in this book, right? No, they do. They do? Well, J- I know Jacob does and his dad does, or grandpa, I don't know. No, his dad, yeah. His dad does, but, like, it's not He's revealed. Just really old. It's not revealed mm-hmm. that until, they're werewolves yeah. into the yeah, next yeah, yeah, book. Yeah. But, like, they weren't needed in this book. No. They could have come fully in the second book, if at all. <laughs> and then the antagonist is shoved in for no reason <laughs> literally no reason just show up everything was going well for them until all of a sudden it's like oh someone here wants to kill you 
And it's like, other than that, it was just a really beautiful, touching story of two people. And I feel in like love. that could have been the first book. Yeah. Just dealing with their Stephanie own. Stephanie was like, we gotta throw something struggles. quick in there. We gotta. I mean, it's a complicated love. The reason I disagree with you, Geraldine, though, is because I think that. Well, I agree with you in the sense that there's no conflict in the relationship. In the movie, we have these the um, these crimes have been sprouting up around the city, and there's touches of how vampires are dangerous because we have these characters that in the book aren't introduced until the third act um, as these dangerous hunters. We are in the movie. We've already met them through little you know cameos and stuff. So other than mm-hmm. the mystery of the Cullens and why they're so special and little rumors of what vampires might be that we get from one chapter with Jacob at the La Push. Um, reservation, do you think this book needed more of a running conflict? Like, wait, there's mysterious murders around the town. Um, why are people getting shredded? Like, it looks like they were attacked by animals. Would that have been more useful? So this, then, at least then by the end of the book, now Bella's finally the prey and it makes sense because you were expecting her to be in danger. Would that have mm-hmm. thematically made more sense in this book? What do you guys think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shortly, yeah. yes. <laughs> Do you think she... Is that... Well, I'm just saying... She dropped the ball. <laughs> like, she, she fumbled. Dropped the ball. She, she fumbled, fumbled the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Hardwick picked up the movie. She's I, like, like, I also to... just don't understand because, like, one, that would have enriched the book in general and made everything make more sense, but it also adds more tension to the relationship between Bella and Edward because then she's like, I guess you're dangerous... And these things are happening around me. Should I be more cautious? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, then it starts like the whole like series long debate where she's like, just make me a vampire and like it won't be a problem. So Max, you said that Bella has no character. And the reason I also fiercely disagree is because even though every girl in school <laughs> loves Edward and every every girl or every boy loves the big, tall, mysterious, you know, boy who looks like a male model, what makes Bella different is or what stands out to Edward is how fearless she is. Because the whole book, he says it like 1,800,000 times. Like, I cannot believe you're not scared of me right now. Like, I'm breathing on your neck. And I'm looking in your eyes. And I just cannot believe you're not scared. And she's like, I'm fine. Like, I'm literally fine. He's like, I'm a monster. I have a question about the lore of Twilight. Okay. Because I haven't read the rest of the books. I've only watched the first and... Breaking Dawn Part One. Not Breaking Dawn Part <laughs> yeah, yeah. What was the one that I made you watch over the summer? The worst um, movie out of the five. Is it explained why Bella's like an exception, or like why her blood is like? Yeah, well, it's explained why he can't read her thoughts. Okay. But as far as like why her blood is like everyone wants her. I don't think they ever. Interesting. Everyone just really wants that pussy. Like, she yeah. Has, and yeah. the hum- the funny, that, what I like about the book it's too is that. It's because she has some for dad in her and he's hot. Oh, okay. If Twilight's going to give us one thing, it's Dilfs. That's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Whether it's the vampires, the werewolves, or the humans, Bella really touched down in Forks and everyone got, like, a red alert, like, to go <laughs> to find this girl. Like, there's not one male character in this book who doesn't want to fuck her. And I think that was the funniest part of the book, I think. Just, like, yeah. everyone asking her out was, like, amazing. <laughs> All the time. That's entertainment. That it's is because she's kind of mysterious, too. She's like pale. She's like almost like a she's like a pale little girl, like weird vibes. From Arizona. Gosh. Um, 
this book too, in my opinion, if you guys want to get into the plot a little bit, as if the plot even even really matters, <laughs> um, other than just like its cultural impact and everything else about it. Do you think that Edward overall is way too forceful? Like, do you think that in a way, the way he gaslights Bella, the way he gaslights Bella, the way he controls her, is it romanticized, like, too far? Or, oh, yeah. it, could this yes. just, or is there any pureness to this love? Like, can we talk about it? Uh, Max, Bron, as someone who I fell in love with Edward at a young age, do you think you were trapped in this you know do you have a kink per se for predator prey relationships do you think do you think <laughs> maybe that- because of twilight <laughs> <laughs> wait let me let me look at your results real quick <laughs> <laughs> not the kink test um, um go on i don't know it's hard it's so hard to say because i feel like i am the way i am because of this book not yeah. like i can't like look at it and be like elaborate i can't really talk about twilight and be like oh, I think this about this and that about that. It's like, do I think that way because I read Twilight? You know what I mean? Are you saying like, can I look you became at... conscious? Yeah, like, can I critique Twilight without detaching the fact that, like, I read it when I was so young and, like, yeah. maybe I think a certain way because of Twilight? Hmm. <laughs> Should I go to therapy? <laughs> so you're saying, maybe. like, was it the chicken or the egg? Like, which one came first? sort of mm-hmm. like are you aware of the toxicity of edward because you read it as at a young mm-hmm. age yeah. and you were more primed to I was recognize like, it i wasn't recognizing that it was toxic yeah back then back now then. you can look back. now i can but for a while i was like oh like this is like this is romance like he's doing everything right like he's amazing right, but because... looking back on it like he he's a creep he's a freak and he <laughs> He is, like, he totally oversteps his boundaries with Bella and, like, is weirdly trying to control her life, like, from afar and have her not know. It's toxic. Like, everything about him is toxic. (laughs) And what's even more upsetting is that they are so in love and, spoiler alert, by the end of the fourth book, they've decided now we're just going to be together forever. We are each other's only one and only forever. And I think now is an important time to bring up, for anyone who doesn't know, that the author, Stephanie Myers, of this novel is a Mormon woman. And Mm -hmm. reading it through a Mormon lens, looking at it from the perspective of Christ or whatever, um, if Christ is in part of Mormonism, I guess, I don't know, (laughs) Um, and the idea of purity... Do you guys think that this entire this entire book, despite the plot, I guess, because like how Geraldine said, they just threw in this issue at the end where Bella was being hunted down, is like an allegory for like abstinence. Like the fact that not only does Edward probably want to have sex with Bella, and they have this conversation when they're laying in bed together, touching each other's bodies, like, hey, are you like, can you like get it up? And he's like, well... We, like, can't fuck if that's what you're asking, like, ever, because I will kill you. And she's like, oh, that's fine, I guess. Um, Because not only does he want to have sex with her, he wants to... Every single part of her body is, like, delicious to him. And he has to withhold his urges. Like, she can't even breathe in his face for too long without him, like, running away because he's afraid that he's going to kill her. So that sort of him, like, suppressing his own desires... Do you think that part of that is an allegory for something, some sort of, like, bigger message that Stephanie Myers is trying to get across to 
her readers who were primarily teens? Um, I think she was sexually repressed. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, and she used Edward as an object of her fantasies. But she couldn't go out and write a sex scene. So the first whatever four books are like the equivalent of what is it? Like the Mormons soak? Is that what they <laughs> not do? The soak. <laughs> Wait, not <laughs> the soak. You know what I <laughs> It's like how do you even explain this? Wait, so the they... soak is when you like insert and then someone jumps on the bed? There's a different word for, for that. that person, but like <laughs> the soak is like the soak is like yeah when it's you the like, movement. It's like the movement is the sin. So <laughs> so you can like have sex, but you can't. You can't because you can't move. I don't know. <laughs> right, because technically Edward could stick it in. But well, I mean they don't address that in the book. But. They don't. But <laughs> technically speaking, it's the if he was to get too excited, like physically, he could break all of her bones. Yeah. Well, the funny part is, though, like, in the, like, when we get to book four, which whatever, we're not talking about it, but they don't, it's not like they wait to have sex until she's a vampire, which is like the whole conflict because he'll kill her. Mm-hmm. They wait until they get married and she's <laughs> still a human. Mm. So, right. like, he could still, he hurts her and he still could and he does hurt her. But yeah, the bitch is like banged up. Well, and she's yeah. pregnant. So she's banged yeah. up in every sense of the word. The bitch has sex yeah. one time, gets a baby that almost kills her after her man almost kills her just to get a nut. Yeah, but but to talk about, like, the Mormonism aspect, like, it's weird that, like, she frames the conflict being, I'm a human, you're a vampire, we can't have sex, but then they have sex anyway, but they're married, so it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) And whether or not Edward is a predator because of his age, or literally a predator because he's a vampire, doesn't matter (laughs) anymore because there's a (laughs) ring on the finger. There's literally a (laughs) ring, and that's all that matters. It doesn't matter if the bitch goes out. If she dies, she <laughs> died married to her man. Um, and what else? What, the other thing that's crazy is let's justice for Rosalie. Justice for Rosalie, because I yeah. would be Rosalie in oh. this in this scenario. One, obviously, because I'm gorgeous. Rosalie was Max's diva. <laughs> what does that mean? I'm not exactly sure, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rosalie was like uh, Max was obsessed with her. She was I was her queen. She's a bad bitch. Queen. She was like the fi- well. I thought Alice was more like the one who served cunt for the gays. Well, but for Max, yeah. I mean, I always liked Alice, but like Rosalie, like she had tea. She well, had- <laughs> justice for Rosalie because when yeah. she says, and I like how it's illustrated in the movie even more because as an Italian, there's an yep. amazing scene in the movie <laughs> where oh my god, we got Italians in the room. Yeah, we got some <laughs> smelling like meatballs. Oh my yeah. god, <laughs> um, Rosalie. Wait, like- when they're in the kitchen in the movie and they're like. She likes Italian food. Yes, that's what I was talking about. They have Italian food so often in this book. So Stephanie Meyer did it for the Mormon Italians. Mm. Rosalie is a a misunderstood in this first book. (laughs) Rosalie is misunderstood in this book because not only does she get zero dialogue, she doesn't say anything. She's just described as being a bitch. Even when they when they're describing everyone's unique powers or like, well, you know, Alice has her visions and. Carlisle's power is having like extra compassion and Jasper can like he's very emotional so he gets people to feel emotions he's like Rosalie's very pig-headed and is a bitch (laughs) and that's what she carried into her powers just knowing what happens later it really just feels like Rosalie's just like a setup for later 
She's like, I'll put her there now yeah. so we could use her later. Yeah, but Rosalie is right because it's like they live a very in a delicate balance. Like Emmett's her man, that's her husband. She has to pretend to be a 17-year-old girl who's like the hottest bitch in the school that nobody likes just to exist. <laughs> and now her stupid stepbrother, who she was turned into a vampire to originally be created to be his girlfriend, mm-hmm. right? That's what she was oh even created God, for Edward. Now oh, he's yeah. chasing after Bella, some little you know, mousy girl that's going, that there's no reason to trust her. And I don't blame her for being like the only one in the family who's like, fuck this bitch. We but should she not still give up. does not give up like enough of a fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, cause she's outnumbered. I mean, what was the entire family? Cause this is what, what confused me is there's a part in the book where Jasper's like, I, I could tell, I could feel your emotions like right now. And just so you know, like despite the fact that my entire family is going on this, this entire adventure right now to distract these kill, like we're traveling all around the country to protect you. Like you're worth it. You're worth it. And Bella's like, I'm not worth it. He's like, you're worth it. I'm like, no, she isn't. Why? There's no reason. And this is a theme of all the novels is Bella just creates all of these issues. Like getting to New Moon, I don't didn't read the book, but basically she ends up falling for the fucking werewolf in the town and then creates a war between the werewolves and the fan. For what? How good is this pussy? Like no one's even touched it. No one knows. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. And she's the main. I've never seen a worse like main character. Like not syndrome because she doesn't think of herself as the main character. But like my god, like she has the town wrapped around her little Arizonan finger. And I think that that's. If I was Rosalie, I'd be like, what's going on? So and in the movie, I like when they're cooking her Italian food and Bella and they're like well her name's Bella so she must be Italian and she, the bitch shows up and she's like I already ate and Rosalie's holding the bowl of like salad and she, she smashes yes. the bowl she's like see this was a waste of time and then she runs out of the kitchen and I'm like yeah you yeah 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 justice for her um favorite characters anyone other than Rosalie favorite characters I mean Alice Jessica obviously. Jessica. Jessica served in Jessica this book. Jessica does serve. I, I, I want to be her best friend. I want to be her friend. She's not a good friend, but I want to be no. her friend. <laughs> Anna Kendrick. She gave Anna Kendrick fame. She deserved it. She acted. She uh-huh. did. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who else? Who else? I mean, we could talk about Bella's dad, but like... Talk about him. Who cares about him in the book? I'm just talking about the actor in the movie. Mm, do you think... He's hot? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I kind of I do, I do. Did you him... think he was hot when you were younger? No, that that was a later in life discovery. Okay, okay, okay. I don't yeah. think healthy, cops healthy. are hot. <laughs> Anyone who's a police officer, well, it's almost automatically a turn off. I mean, he's a police officer of Forks. So I don't yeah, know how much he, injustice is there is in Forks. <laughs> but... I mean, there's a lot because of Bella, but... <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we never see him, like, shirtless or anything. Like, where was, like, Bella's... You have to. Why doesn't Aww. Bella's dad ever get, like, a nice girl? Like, where's, like, the stepmom That's character? True. That would have been fun touch. They just leave... Yeah. He, he serves no purpose. He's left alone. His daughter doesn't even call him dad. That's sick. Yeah. yeah their relationship is messed up. For no reason. I'm like, why don't you just call him dad? Who wants to talk about the saddest part in the book? Oh, oh, when, when she's leaving the house. Mm-hmm. That is the saddest part. It didn't, like, make me cry, but I'm like, fuck. And in the movie, too, it's, like, the things Bella should not have said, but did. She also didn't have to say any of that, either. She didn't. Yeah, why couldn't she have just lied? 
She's like, I'm visiting mom. Like, I'm yeah. visiting friends back at... She's like, I'm, I'm just like, going to the mall. Like, She's like, dad, I, I fucking hate you. You're disgusting. <laughs> Why would I want to end up here? God. So she says, I love Edward too much. So I need to leave here right now because I'm happy here. But I can't be happy here because I'll get stuck here just like mom. And then when she cuts back, she's just like... Just kidding. She's like, hey, dad, I'm back. <laughs> With Phil, and we have a bedroom. She's like, no, I'm going back to Forks. She's like, bitch, didn't you fall down a couple stairs and out a window on your way out of Forks? <laughs> you, you, Can you we just talk about the mom's bo- crazy ass just, like, going around the world with, like, her, ba- what is it, baseball playing husband or whatever yeah, he was? minor league baseball. <laughs> she's like, bye, Bella. <laughs> and Bella... No, this is another thing that I feel like doesn't, like, translate in the movies, but, like, Bella takes care of both of her parents. <laughs> and I feel like yeah. that's such a funny thing. Because <laughs> she's she doesn't come off as, like, motherly at all in the mm. movie, so that's why, like, when she becomes a mother, it's funny. But, like, <laughs> I don't know I understand Bella so much more in the book. She was done such a disservice in the movie. Mostly because the writing, because there's no scenes in the movie where she's cooking her dad dinner. They're always in the diner. There's no Mm -hmm. scenes in the movie where, from what I remember, where she's like, I have to go to the library, and I have to write about Shakespeare, and I have to write about feminine. Like, there's nothing. And, like, even though those are... like, Bella in the movies is enhanced so much more. It makes more sense why she's so fearless, because she's so independent in the books. And you don't get that in the movies. In the movies, she's just like a... She's just, like, a wild girl, like, following her, like, whims, I guess. But in the books, it kind of makes more sense. It's so easy for her her to become an accessory to this, like, demigod-type character because he's so powerful and so alluring, and she's, like, so delicate, quiet little girl. But in the book, despite her being, like, um, you know, clumsy, and everyone says she's so pale and quiet and reserved, I don't think she's that infantilized. Mm-hmm. because you you're inside her mind the whole time and the girl has deep thoughts like <laughs> the writing of this book too after Geraldine and I reading or reviewing at least I don't know what she's been reading in between I think a lot of other books a string of books with such simplistic writing styles I like that when Bella is exploring and explaining her surroundings she's able to touch on like the pain she has in her heart to like the d- intricate patterns of the green moss surrounding her <laughs> like his amber eyes oh that are penetrating the folds of her heart and like you really feel it and like as someone who loves love and I love reading love stories like this every bone and and tissue in her body is aching to be around this boy and like you get that so well it translates so well in the book but in the movie it's like okay like he's hot and you're weird so you're you (laughs) know what i mean it's not the same like at at all i will Mm -hmm. say this book is long Mm -hmm. it is i tried rereading it last summer it's long. And, like, I got to, like, them going because on the field trip. And I was like, I can't She spends, like, anymore. a page for every aspect about Edward. <laughs> a page. But I appreciate that because that's, like, her man. I think <laughs> if I'm going to spend time reading about something, I'll do it for love. That's Aww. beautiful. <laughs> what do you guys think the final message is? What's the theme of this book? What are we supposed to walk away thinking? I'm going to go to Max first. What are we supposed to walk away thinking? Truly, because is it that <laughs> it's <laughs> the thing is the sh- themes, if there are themes, are not executed well enough to have a lasting effect on me. 
I honestly couldn't tell you what Stephanie Meyer was when she's writing, when she's pushing her pen in this book, what she wants us to take away from it. Like, I don't. Are there themes? Are there? Do you think she had an idea for a love story, and then once things were wrapping up the way they were, she's like, I just need to throw in like a fork into this. Not, I mean, like, no well, pun intended. I even think the way it ends, it could have been a standalone book. I it agree. Ends in a very open way that you can really like just think like, oh, he turns her at the end, right? Because there is an ethical debate going on. So that's why, in the end, it kind of blossoms into this. She's like, there's no reason why you can't just turn me. Because if you love me so much that your entire family risks me, we cannot be together. Like, she's being rational. She's being irrational and rational. Because, bitch, Mm -hmm. do you really want to become a vampire for this boy you've been in love with for, like, a month? I mean, me. Like, like a month. I mean, me me too. Meet me at 17. (laughs) Oh, my God. Meet me now. Baby, I'd be like, turn me, bitch. I, I would go insane. Like two days I, like okay i'm ready yeah and well that's how bella feels too she's not scared at all and that's what's so significant about her character is how much she is not scared of him and i like that he's like you don't understand though babe like you but like want to be explain. a human he, he doesn't explain. Yeah. he's just like no no he gatekeeps he gatekeeps information from her which is weird and that to me is when he's most predator to her not because he always has to flex this idea there's that he no knows better there's no communication Mm-hmm. What did yeah. they talk about? He's just like no. Their favorite colors, <laughs> literally. Claire de Lune. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I like that Bella's like, I will not let you make me a child. I will be, ing- I will push back on you. And he's like, I hope you get used to disappointment because you're never going to get these answers from me. And she's like, bitch, yes, I will. And she basically does. I mean, Alice is the one who officially reveals how being turned into a vampire like how it happened how being turned happens and the fact that bella is willing to go through three days of excruciating pain or whatever it is just to fuck this boy and he will not do it for her i she should have just gotten with jacob for like a little bit yeah well new moon is the next book but they don't fuck though yeah and they should have she should have gotten her little like yeah the way she like changed (laughs) for jacob like the shift in character when she's talking well, to Jacob we, versus That's true. When she's that is true. To Edward. I actually don't mind Jacob in this book because I have I have a idea. Oh. Cuz he's not posed as like a true love triangle yet. He's like the cute mm-hmm. younger kid yeah. who has a crush on her. Like he is useful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In that sense, in this book, I can't speak on what he's like in the second book. He just devolves in, in the third one. Like, ugh, I can't stand Jacob, but that's a conversation for another day. I'm just saying, in this first book, if they kept him having that role of just like cute childhood friend who like helps her along at some point, like that's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the love triangle is important though because. The fact that there's even a single soul on this earth that can pull Bella's mind away from how much mm. she loves Edward is insane. And it's like, I kind of want to get into why. And again, we don't get enough substance in this book of Jacob. He's in a total of like 10 pages of what it is about him that she likes. Because every boy in this book wants her and she wants none of them. 
So is it like the fact that he's a werewolf? Like, does she have a kink for being <laughs> the prey? Or like, is that simply what it is? Because in when she meets Jacob, she uses her feminine charms to like manipulate him into telling her, that's how she paints it anyway. She's like, I was flirting with him. So he told me the history of the vampires or whatever on the beach. <laughs> um, and I just want to know what it is about him. I think because it's like... She has no control over her relationship with Edward, so she takes on this power role when she's with Jacob. Mm. I struggled to walk away from this book with something, but I think maybe if it was going to end as a standalone book, I like the idea of it being like, okay, so living a human life is more valuable than being undead with superpowers. That's sort of the idea, right? Like, it ends at prom. Edward's like, I want you to go to prom. And somehow she gets tricked into going to prom. I'm like, babe, they put you in a prom dress. And all the whole school is going to prom. Like, you're acting like you go to school and you don't look at the posters. You don't talk to Jessica. You don't have anyone. How could you get tricked into going to prom? But what also like, I don't is, understand. Like, what is the timeline? Because the school dance just happened and now they're having Well, prom. it's... it's it, The last chapter is called an epilogue. And, and it's basically her getting gaslit into going to prom and... The last words of the actual last words of the book are he leaned down to press his cold lips once more to my throat and the book's over and I love that because it's like oh so we don't know what happens we're gonna put the book away we don't ever have to read this ever again but then she wrote three more books Mm -hmm. I think I could have ended there me too it could have but where would we be as a society if she ended there that's true (laughs) Taylor Lautner would be homeless I mean, is he not homeless right now? Like, do what you, is he doing? Do you think Shark Boy w- would have been paying the bills for the next, you know? Well, he, not, he's not even in he the new come Shark back. Boy yeah. movie. There's a new Sharky? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a Netflix Shark Boy, Shark Boy Lava Girl. But his face is, like, covered because they couldn't get Taylor Lawton. Is it about their kids? What is it Yeah, about? something. All right. Anyway, I have a question. Yeah. Who out of this group of people would make the best vampire? Me. (laughs) Out of the three of us? Yes. Me. Max would be a werewolf. (laughs) What the? And Jeremy. Oh, and you two would be fighting over me. Okay. You're like, which one's going to be my hag? (laughs) Yes. Twilight reimagined, but it's Twink Wars for who is going to be the GBF. Absolutely. Wait, wait. That's what they should have done when they somebody did this down. Twilight. I was like, um, they made those spoof movies with like a $4,000 budget. They should have just made it gay instead. Mm-hmm. Let's just fix the whole thing. It's mm-hmm. this new girl who gets to town and all the gay guys are like, we need, like, she slays, she's eating, <laughs> giving, like, sharing. Yes, yeah, and I mean, like, I know I would make a better vampire. I don't think you could possibly even imagine... Who could even think that it's cooler to be a werewolf than a vampire? Like, are you sick in the head? Freaks. You know what I mean? No, because you're wrong. People who want to be dog people... Oh. Are, I, have I thought been... you were saying he was wrong. No, you're right. Okay. No, you're right. Oh, I was like... No, the people you're talking about are wrong. They're wrong. I would be friends Lord with Wynn. a werewolf, but I would never... I wouldn't even be friends <laughs> with them. That's mean. I wouldn't. You're racist. No. Uh, well. This just in. Max is racist. Because <laughs> all the werewolves are also Native American. So that is racist. <laughs> Allegedly. Do you think she had the right to 
Well, I guess I don't really know how I feel about any There's of it. There's controversy about all that, but I don't know enough. There must be, right? Comment. Because it's like taking like an ancient lore told past these stories passed down through a tribe of this Native American tribe, but she makes it into this like her own little fantasy thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, on paper, it's like whatever. I'm but sure there's maybe a Native- lot. That's problematic about the Twilight Saga. Um, almost everything. Yeah, if there was real Native American representation in movies or popular books that turned into movies, that'd be a different story. But the only thing I can think of is Twilight. Do we think... And maybe that's a problem. Do we think Stephanie Meyer... And Pocahontas. ...is homophobic? Yes, absolutely. Where are the gays? Is there a single gay? No. Bella could have easily had a gay best friend, but instead, every boy in the whole town's obsessed with her. There's no room for gay people in Forks. They all want to fuck Bella. In Breaking Dawn, when all those vampires come from all over the world... Every vampire is pansexual at this point. Wait, if you but, live long enough, you are pansexual. No, Edward had a little <laughs> had a little bussy in his life. Well, Edward listens to Debussy. <laughs> <laughs> I love when they're in the car, and Bella's like, Debussy? He's like, Debussy. <laughs> And then they... <laughs> Who do we think is the most queer-coded character then in Twilight, since there's no actual gay character? Alice. But she comes off as more, like, as the book describes her, like, sprightly, like, little pixie girl. Oh my god, Not necessarily... Not... Yes, yeah, she is. But, like, not necessarily, like, gay vibes. <sighs> oh, I know who gives off gay vibes. She's not in this book, though. Oh. But, like... The, the girl werewolf... Well, that's oh. a little unfair, Max. <laughs> it is unfair, but she's the only girl, and she's like maybe yeah. Angela. With <laughs> <laughs> her glasses, <laughs> she's serving a little gay vibes. I feel like she's pretty passive. I feel like she'd be like a closeted bi girl who like is kind of into Jessica the whole, or or also into Bella. Jessica's like not the mean girl, but like the typical gossipy high school girl. And then Angela's like the more quiet. She's like thoughtful. She listens to Bella. She's probably in love with her too. I swear, the pheromones coming off of that Bella woman. Is submissive and breedable. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of wish that the books ended here. I don't really feel a need to read New Moon, especially because just from watching the movie, Bella, where have you been, Loka? Like, I don't need to read that. I think that the first one was directed by... Well, the first movie was directed by a woman. I think that's the only film directed by her. I feel like the thing about this movie is the reason it's the... It, I think, is the best movie because the first book is... It's the first book. It's the first movie. It's what established the whole rest of the series. It's the love story being born. The director did such a good job at portraying that and changing, making really good necessary changes. Like, the movie is really, really entertaining. Like, they don't fly through the trees in this book, like, jump on it to have a conversation in the treetop. That doesn't happen. They don't go into the meadow and he forces her to say, say it, say it, a vampire. They don't... No, that scene happens in a car. Yeah, and it's not the same. It's not the same. After they eat Italian food. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. When they're at the, wait, when when are they is that in the book too when he's like telling her what everyone's thinking in the restaurant? No. It's a cat. That doesn't happen Sex. in What what's funny about Edward and I mean he is like a 100-year-old vampire man who wants to eat Bella, so I get it's like there's a lot going on in his mind. But how angry he always is, and Bella's, like, not freaked out. Like, when he picks her up and saves her from being... Which, that was scary. That's when I, when I talk about good writing, 
when Bella was being pursued by the four men on the street in like uh, that town, Port, uh, Port Angelo or something, it was mm-hmm. so scary to read. And, like, I feel like this was some sort of, like, trauma fantasy of Stephanie Myers that she, like, wanted to be saved by, like, a hot boy. Because, you know, he just zips up out of nowhere in his Volvo. And when he picks her up, he's like, I should go back there. Like, and she's just so chill. She's just so fucking chill. And that's why, Geraldine, I think you should be her, too. Oh. The apathy. But also the deep love. What? (laughs) (laughs) Who likes Bella as a character? Oh, I mean, I know that I said before that she doesn't have a character, but I do like her. <laughs> I think she's more relatable than these dystopian heroines. I don't think every girl yeah. who leads these giant books has to be a heroine. Some of you can just be delicate, really like, you know, crazy girls who are in love and everyone wants to fight over you. And that's, oh, that's okay. I think Robert is projecting on Bella a little bit. <laughs> projecting what? Myself? <laughs> no. That's the magic of Bella. She's so bland that anybody can see themselves in her. <laughs> <laughs> final, final thoughts. Um, Max, would you be the same person today without Twilight? And do you regret reading it at the age that you did? Like, really, what's your big feeling on how this has affected you as Max Braun? I would not be the same person I am today without Twilight. He would not be gay. I would be straight. <laughs> I simply would be straight. <laughs> Everything would be different, and I would hate it. So, <laughs> I believe as gay people, we get to choose what books turn us gay. We do, and I think that this book for you was was that. Geraldine, why didn't you read this book back in the day? Because I also did it. Um, I didn't read it because I didn't want to. Because. I would go on the bus every day in elementary school and Max would be sitting there with his, the, whatever Twilight book he was reading and then when what Breaking Dawn came out, he was like, they have sex in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, cool. <laughs> I had on my Twilight bracelet and my Twilight my necklace. necklace. And like, I didn't read it because I wasn't allowed. I wasn't allowed to have a Facebook and I wasn't allowed to read Twilight. Those were like two huge okay, things. Okay, stop trauma dumping on this podcast. We're tired of it. <laughs> Well, I was on Facebook, and I could have read Twilight, and I decided not to. Right, that's why I thought it was interesting. So you, it was just overexposed to you, is what usually yeah. you're overexposed. I mean, I'm not watching Squid Game. Oh. <laughs> so. Oh. So are you saying Squid Game is the Twilight? Yes. <laughs> of this generation. <laughs> Similar situation, it's just overexposed. I'm not interested in joining the discourse. Sometimes in- things are better appreciated in a vacuum (laughs) i don't have to think about other people's thoughts about things so yeah people shouldn't listen to gbf when they're going to read a book exactly okay (laughs) (laughs) what we will be watching is snowdrop available on disney plus november 12th i think it's 22nd 22nd thanksgiving movie Mm -hmm. in terms of like k drama it's 16 episodes sir it's not a movie? No. It's a show. So we get it weekly? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's 16 oh hours. For five months. 16 Wait hours. Wait a second. That's an event. That's going to be the event of the of the year. If it's good. It'll be good. I hope so. It looks delish. <laughs> Me looking at... <laughs> 
Geraldine when I'm a vampire. <laughs> like, girl, you're... <laughs> it looks delish. <laughs> That's why I read Twilight, because the apple. I was like, it looks so yummy. I want to read this book. Just kidding. I had the movie That's covered. a little fruity. <laughs> There's a little sweetness in that. There's a little sweetness. <laughs> there's a little sweetness to this one. Mm. Is, any, I, is anyone else upset that this apple moment isn't in the in the book? I was waiting and waiting and waiting, and it never. I happened. don't even know how she would write that into the book. I like, don't understand what why the cover represents. I guess like biting the apple in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> it's all biblical. So what's yeah? The, I, what's the flower on New Moon then? deflowering <laughs> oh well she could have gotten deflowered if she took her chance with jacob but what's the cover of eclipse it's like a ribbon or red ribbon and it's like broken war yeah well eclipse is like war <laughs> right isn't, isn't right isn't there war and eclipse yeah victoria's like i'm gonna make all these babies and i'm gonna make them kill everybody oh she's cunt she's yeah. cunt she's Victoria not in this book get... enough no, that's not, not. That's another thing about the movie is I. They just it takes all the characters that you don't know enough about because the entire book is about Edward and Bella, and it gives them so much more. Why do you look mm-hmm. at each other? I'm just being silly over here. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with Twilight or this conversation. <laughs> all in all, I enjoyed this book. I've been I've been messaging a lot of guys this past week. Which you've like, been using it to get it in. Let's be I honest. Have. I've seen yep. your stories. We saw my stories. Yep. <laughs> It's true. Every time I post about Twilight, someone swipes up, whether or not I'm wearing clothes in the picture or not. And even when I'm on Grinder, Max, you should try I'm, this. You're oh, the original. I am. I need to use that to my... Thing. Twilight is a really good thirst trap because if even if you're on Grinder and people are like, what are you up to? I'm like, I'm just reading. Like, what are you reading? I'm like, Twilight. They're like, the reaction always varies from, oh my God, I literally am obsessed with Twilight or like, why the fuck are you reading that? And if anything, <laughs> it grips them because you don't want to just say oh, to them no, like, the grip. oh, well, you know, what else would you want to do with if you're on Grinder? Like, you don't want to just be like, "Oh, I'm just around lounging." Okay, you doing what? Reading Twilight, and then conversation starter. This book is iconic. There's not one person around the globe who doesn't know what this book is, unless if, um, I don't know, you don't have a television and you didn't exist in the 2009 era, the best year in pop culture of all time. This came out in 2009, the movie, right, or 2008? Mm, I think nine. I think nine. It feels like research. Yeah, it feels like nine. Um, I think maybe we could read New Moon for next year, but I think for the rest of this month, we're just gonna have some other fun episodes and read at least one more spooky book, right? I mean, if your mental health. Twilight's the spooky book. I don't know how you're gonna top it. If you're putting we. First. No, if I'm putting if I'm putting my mental health first, we will definitely be reviewing more fun books. But if I don't, well, good luck, Charlie. Let's just say I'm glad we're done with Twilight because oh. the post on your stories will calm down. Oh, who said that? <laughs> Mine are going to start now because I'm inspired. Exactly. <laughs> People ready. will respond to me and they're like, "Are you being serious?" And I'll be like, "I heard there's also a movie. Like, can anyone research this and confirm this for me?" <gasps> Wait, but did anybody read the graphic novels? There's a graphique. Yeah, I'll yeah, lend them to I you. I remember. Is there a graphic of Breaking Dawn? Mmm, I don't never got to that. I'll have to find out. <laughs> I'll read that one. For the flavor. Um, <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. I had the best time discussing one of the most iconic books ever. 
Literally like ever. One of because... our favorite people ever. Aww. Aww. Well, <laughs> what would you guys rate it? What would you guys actually rate this book out of 10 as a, as a book? book? Out of Not 10? as Twilight. Yeah, out of 10. Because I said I gave it a 6.5. And well, I also Good said that I... uses out of 5. Well, just hit two times two, babe. Math. <laughs> okay, a 4 out of 10. 4? Right. <gasps> okay, so here's the thing. You gave it a 2 out of 5? <laughs> Yeah, divide by two. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't told we were doing math on the podcast. Max? Um, I I can't. You know you don't like math, but. Fairly. I can't fairly rate. He's like, I I don't know. I don't know. know. I can't do numbers. Convert that fraction to a decimal. Squid games. Convert the fraction now. Convert it. I would just die. I'd be like, just kill me. Anyway, I have to give Twilight. I mean. I have to give it an 8 out of 10. As a book book? I, I cannot separate. I can't just read Twilight as yeah. a book and give it a score. He was too young. It was my life. It's like rating your identity. Yeah. It's like, how much do we yeah. like Max Braun on a scale of 1 to 10? <laughs> Don't <Well>. answer. Don't <laughs> answer. <laughs> End the podcast. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> um, this has been GBF with some gay best friends for sure. But um, at the end oh. of the day... Only one can win. GBF, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's child's play. Um, my name is Rob oh. Godberson, <laughs> and um, my Instagram is oh my Godberson and Geraldine. My name is Geraldine. You can find me at GeraldineLulio.com. And if you're a vampire, hit me up. Oh, Maxi, oh where can we find you, oh. and what do you want people to know about you? <laughs> I think you know everything you need to know about me if you listen to this episode. And you can find me at max.vinyl on Instagram. Oh. That's all you need to know. Oh, that's the plug. Not, you don't want to tell anyone to go to <laughs> 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 We're going to have to bleep that. Can't yeah, this can't episode has been sponsored by <laughs> Restaurant and Lounge. <laughs> if they need a, if they need advertising. Just keep this part in, but just bleep every single time it says <laughs> <laughs> so you can find me at bleep like we just don't let you plug your Instagram at all. <laughs> yeah. Um or Max's dollhouse coming? No. Never mind. It's never coming. We'll cut it out. We'll get to it. Next time I'm on the pod we can plug that maybe. If Oh, if you're ever. I'm kidding. Oh. <laughs> um thank you guys for listening and We got to end this. If Bye. you're a vampire hit me up. Bye, guys. Hey. Stream decode. Bye. Stream decoded from Paramore. It's, it's just a code. It's, oh. It's, it's present tense. It's not decoded. Present tense, babe. <laughs> stream to bussy. Bye. <laughs> Bye. He needs to stream.